0: Hey, my name's Ken Russell. I'm a City of Miami commissioner, and I'm here to help you better understand your local government. So have you ever been in Coconut Grove and wondered what that sign on the side of Main Highway is that says the Barnacle? Uh, This is a very, very special place in Miami. It's, It's unique in the country and the world, in my mind, and it just doesn't get enough recognition. If you have not taken the time to walk down that path through the hammock, down to the water, it's really a treat so i have someone here today who's going to tell us a lot more about the park itself as well as the society that helps support it and that's john palancher the president of the barnacle society hey john how you doing
1: good ken good to good to see you it's always a pleasure to to chat with you i appreciate the opportunity really to talk about the barnacle and and barnacle society the society uh i think started about 20 years ago when a development was really starting to hit the grove around the uh, Barnacle property. And, uh, and there were, you know, some real concerns about uh, the impacts to this historic, this wonderful treasure that we have in the grove, as, as you pointed out. So the Barnacle Society was formed as a citizen support organization. Uh, to support the, the park, uh, the Florida state park system encourages each park to have their own citizen support organization. So, so just a moment to step back just for a second.
0: This is a state park, right? This is not a city or county, uh, uh, park. This is a, this is run by the state, which is different, right? I mean, it's a different funding source and you'll see different park rangers in there than you would at any of our, our, our city facilities, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's a state park. And, uh, the state parks are pretty much self-funded, as it turns out. Uh, so they don't get a lot of support from the state legislature. In other words, they, they basically are supported by their entrance fees and, and, and other, other you know, fundraising efforts that the parks department does. The citizen support organization tries to fill in the cracks and crevices that, uh, you know, are left by uh, maybe some funding shortfalls. Let's put it that way.
0: You know, you know, it's ironic is when you hear about state parks a lot is during a government shutdown because then they say, oh, the government didn't, you know, they didn't refund the government. So all the state parks are shut down. But interestingly, you're saying they have their own funding source so maybe they should be staying open during that time
1: well yeah it's just that uh, a lot of times they they just don't have the they just don't have the funds and uh so this the, the barnacle society has had many different campaigns over the years to to help the park um, um, uh, they've built buildings they put in fire suppression in the historic buildings they've done a lot of things uh, as i say to fill in the cracks and crevices and uh and then and they do this with their own little fundraising efforts, whether it's their, uh, their monthly concerts, uh, other, other, other things that they do throughout the year. And uh, of course the COVID has really, really made a, a, a big dent in the budget, so to speak. So uh, we're getting back into the swing of things now, but it's, it's very slow. So, John, I'd like to describe
0: the barnacle a little bit as a state park, because a lot of people aren't from here who might be listening in. Um, so right off of Main Highway in Coconut Grove, you'll see a yellow curb and an old rusty anchor and a sign for the barnacle. And you step down from the street level, and it's almost like going into a new microclimate. The temperature drops, the smell changes of the forest, and then there's a, a meandering path that goes down. Through the woods, it's it's a really cool feeling. It feels like a time machine. Like I said before, can can you describe it a little bit? What you would see
1: as you go down that path and get toward the main house? Well, as you, I, I love the, the description of woods uh, because uh, it, that's exactly what it is, and it's really a remnant of the old hardwood hammock that existed all along that ridge. That, as you step down, you're stepping off of really the one of the highest elevations in all of Miami, and, and, and you're on a little gentle slope all the way down to the edge of the bay. But the, uh, when you say meander, the Commodore, the original uh, developer of the property, the man who, home, who bought it as a, as a piece of property from a homesteader back in uh, 1886, actually, uh, wanted that, ro- that path to meander and he said that he did not want to straighten it out because he did not want people racing their newfangled cars down his driveway when, <laughs> when cars became popular, say in the in the twenties or so, nineteen twenties. But uh, yeah, you walk through this wooded area down this path, and then you come to this beautiful big oak tree that's uh, just sitting there in the middle of things, and. Past the oak, you come to the barnacle house itself, which is a beautiful, beautiful old Florida home that he built, he designed and built. And what's interesting about the house, just I have to tell you this story is that the second floor of the house is the original house. He built uh, one single story uh, home up on piling, so to speak, up there on the rock ridge, uh, way away from any storm, surge, or hurricane. And when his family got too big and he didn't, needed more room, he jacked the whole the whole house up and built a new first floor. So <laughs> he was kind of an engineering genius. And then you get past the house and there's this sweeping lawn and that goes right down to the edge of the bay. And it's just just breathtaking. And the original, well, the uh, uh, replacement of the original boathouse and the original structure of the, that he built on the property down at the bay's edge, the water's edge, the boathouse, the Barnacle Boathouse is still there as well. So when I think of the
0: Barnacle Society, and I think of the Barnacle, I don't know why, but sailing always comes to mind with me. It may be, I don't know if it's the first time you and I met, but the the Washington Regatta, the President's Day Regatta is definitely one time we bumped into each other. That right. was a harrowing afternoon on the bay for me. Uh, I was in a, a, a little ex dinghy, I think, uh, with, with, with Dr. With John, John Nort, and right. somewhere out on the bay in about 20 knots, Uh, the whole tiller broke off (laughs) and his hand was bleeding and we had no steering and the sail was luffing. Oh, it was, it was a fun time getting back to shore. Tell me about the the sailing history that's incorporated into the barnacle
1: and the society and the Commodore. Where does that come from? Well, uh, the Commodore gets his title Commodore. He was not a, he was not a military man, but he was the first Commodore of the Biscayne Bay Yacht Club, which he and his uh, neighbor kirk uh formed back in 1887 88 after they held the first regatta on the bay and basically um he was an early settler uh there were a number of other settlers uh, that lived along the uh, coast there Wh- which the commodore is this to be specific this is this is Ralph Middleton Monroe commodore yep. monroe yeah and uh was he had made his reputation already in the grove in that in that little community as a boat builder and designer and uh, because he had been a snowbird from staten island for many years and uh, finally decided to settle down there he had brought a number of boats down already Uh, he by the way he learned about miami by saving a little schooner that was going on the rocks off his home in staten island and a stormy morning and he he rode out and uh, this guy was really in trouble a little schooner he got on helped him uh, get avoid crashing onto the rocks and the guy's name was bill brickle and william brickle and william Brickle's little schooner was loaded with goods heading back down to miami to his trading post and that's how monroe heard about miami and got the connection and then came down many years later at any rate 1887, the spring of 1887, they figured they had enough sailboats on the bay, and I think there were about 12 altogether, they decided to hold a regatta, and they had it on Washington's birthday, and it went on for many, many years, and uh, about 25, 25 years ago, actually, this Barnacle Society decided to Start re, uh, kind of a remembrance uh, regatta uh, of that first regatta on the bay, and and he, the commodore Monroe, says that that was the beginning of water sports on Biscayne Bay, actually. so and and so, so this was this day, his home. No. Bis- yes, yes.
0: For people who who find his name familiar, you can find the Monroe name all around Miami, and several of the Monroe Monroe families still live in the area and are are leaders in the community. The Marines. Stadium is also named after Ralph Monroe, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. We have a Monroe tennis facility in the area. Oh,
1: really? I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: We have the gravesite of
1: Eva Monroe. Or yes, Eva Monroe. His, 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 fir- his first wife. She passed away. He brought her down. Uh, she was suffering from pu- tuberculosis. He brought her down and she passed away in, in the winter of, I think it was 1882. And um and he buried her down on the banks of the Miami river. He was staying with her in a tent at Fort Dallas, which is on the, you know, right down across the river from, from uh, Brickle's trading post. And then when he um, became a settler and got to know the peacocks, he helped the peacocks uh, the peacock family build the Peacock Inn, which is now where Peacock Park is. And in exchange for him helping them build the Peacock Inn, they gave him a piece of property, which is right there um, where he moved his wife's grave uh, by the by the library. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Which you can which you can still visit today if you go to the Peacock Diner there right by the inn. And so uh, to 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 correct a misnomer, people think that the peacocks of Coconut Grove that wander gracefully with their feathers is actually where the peacock park and the peacock diner come from however they're named after the peacock family right. who are friends with the monroe family back to the society if we could so what is the main objective of the society because i know there's there's a lot of sailing events there's a lot of shakespearean events there's all sorts of things i guess you all are i i assume a 501c3 or a not-for-profit that's there to support the state park raise funds for the
1: park and activate it is that is that a pretty good description it's perfect, Ken. You've got it. You, you, you nailed it. It's that's exactly what we do, and we work closely, of course, with the park manager, Katrina Bowler, a, a tremendous, uh, you know, participant in all things Grove and society. This is what we need, and uh, we kind of say, okay, Katrina, let's see what we can do. Right now, we have a big project uh, to address some erosion around the main house, which is creating some real walking conditions around the main house, but we've done it as part of a master plan for the barnacle, which has included a uh, topographical survey of the entire property with a component built in for sea level rise, And the project, which has been designed by Savino Miller, which architects that do a lot of work in in parks, just won a big award from the Florida um, Association of Architects for its component of resiliency, basically. Uh, and and so this whole project, although initially will address some erosion and some pedestrian access, is focused on eventually looking at what's going to happen to our boathouse when we have two feet of sea level rise. What's going to happen to the pavilion, which is down there close to the water's edge. And and so yeah, this is yeah, this is what we do. We 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 try to we look and see what we can do to support the park uh, and, and the park's facilities.
0: And and how can our listeners support you if somebody is enamored with the Barnacle and would like to support you in your master plan or your planning of events or your general fundraising? How can people help?
1: The easiest thing right now, of course, in this day of, uh, of social media, et cetera, is to look at our Barnacle Society website. And it's it's easy, easily found, it's the Barnacle I think it's just the barnacle.org. It's very simple. Um, and there you can see, you can, you can donate, you can see what our upcoming events are um, and, uh, and, and get involved. Uh, you know, we welcome, we welcome, become a member of the Barnacle Society first and foremost. It's, it's not much money at all to become a member and uh, you can get an individual member, a family membership, whatever. And then, uh, you know, you get involved you know, get more involved and and, and and go from there, go attend our concerts. Right now, interestingly, our concerts are limited to 50 people, which is very small. Oh, wow. But uh, we're still doing concerts uh, where what, basically they're selling out that 50, only 50 attendees, but we've been doing encore performances the following Friday night. And the next, this I think is very interesting, the next, the March concerts, uh, are going to be with, by the great, let to get this right. The great, great, great grandson of the Commodore. In other words, his, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great grandson, uh, uh, Connor Monroe, who's a saxophone player. He has a quartet, very talented young man. And, uh, He'll be giving the concert in in March, and the, actually the first concert, which I think was the seventh, is sold out. So the encore performance is right now uh, on sale. The tickets are twenty dollars, and and it's just a wonderful way to spend an evening, especially this time of the year because it's you know somewhat uh, comfortable out there. So, <laughs> but that's really interesting. I've I've never heard
0: Connor play. I've heard that he's really good, but the idea that that it's a, he's an actual lineage descendant of ralph monroe yeah. uh, and then he'll be performing a concert so so john i'm here on the website itself the barnacle and i see some of these events the barnacle under moonlight concert series really enjoyable i've been to those before uh yoga by the sea every monday and wednesday that's got to be really nice with the bay in the background um i've been to classic car shows there yes we, uh, our and, cars and, and cigars here Yep. So so many so many great events that you all do. The regatta was very exciting. I really thank you for everything that, that you all do to support Coconut Grove in this state park and this piece of history. I know it wouldn't happen by itself. It always takes partnership with the public uh, to get some of these government entities and, and assets <laughs> really activated and alive and, and uh, supported. So thank you to you and the society for everything you guys do.
1: Well, thank you, Ken. Thank you for the opportunity
0: and we look forward to seeing you at the park. Not at all. Oh, I found another link on the site here that's called Donate. So I'm going to push on that and recommend all of our listeners do as well. It's the barnacle.org. And there's a click there for donate and you can support the Barnacle Society and your local state park. Perfect. Thanks very much. How's that Ken? for a plug? All right. Oh, it's terrific. Appreciate it. <laughs> we'll keep talking and I'll see you out there. Wonderful, Ken. Thank you very much. See Thanks, you. John. Be well. Yeah.